First of all, what becomes of the broken-hearted and the Supremes there with Stone Love at 12 minutes past eight, the full English breakfast show. Are you feeling the pinch, Sarah? Feeling the pinch when mm. I buy petrol, I am, yeah. And foods. Mm. Uh, the local France says French farmers use a lot of Ukrainian and Russian cereal crops for animal feed. As a result, consumers across the country are facing rising food costs. Uh, the French President Emmanuel Macron warned of an unprecedented food crisis following last Thursday's NATO summit in Brussels. Uh, the war in Ukraine makes it impossible to sow seeds as much as needed and is creating a situation that will be even worse in 12 to 18 months. This situation will create a food crisis and serious humanitarian situations in many countries and with massive political consequences. Ukraine is the world's fifth largest wheat producer. Russia is the largest. Ukraine also exports more maize and sunflower seeds to the EU than any other country. After the European Union, the biggest agricultural export markets for Ukraine are China, India, Egypt and Turkey. Now, Lebanon imports around 90% of its wheat from Ukraine, Egypt close to 80% and all cereal crops from Ukraine. The United Nations says the invasion of Ukraine combined with rising fuel prices could push global food prices up by 8 to 20% on average. Now, France's Agriculture Minister, uh, Julien de Normandie, speaking at the unveiling of Prime Minister Jean Castex's plan to deal with the spiralling cost of living, has said there is no risk of food shortages in France. Our agriculture and our food chain is strong, solid and sovereign. Experts agree it's unlikely that France will face a food shortage as a result of the Russian invasion. Uh, Bruno Parmentier, a food and agriculture specialist, said that France's status as a major agricultural producer protected it. We only eat around a third of our cereal crop. We eat one-third of our wheat, one-third goes to our animals, and a third is exported, so there won't be any problem. But before we get too cheerful, there is no question of an outright shortage. Consumers in France are already seeing prices rise. Now, De Normandy said there will be price rises. We must be lucid. In France and elsewhere, a lot of imported Russian and Ukrainian crops are used as cheap animal feed. As a result of fears over supply, this feed has become more expensive, already resulting in a knock-on effect for consumers of poultry, pork, eggs and beef. Give up eating meat? Could do. Grow yeah. your own? Grow your own. I really think, I mean, I'm glad to see in the Antibes area, there are lots of allotments springing up. Um, the local authorities earmarked sort of a lot of empty pieces of land and uh, decided that... Uh, that people should be allowed to grow their own there. So there's one just down the bottom of our road. And I saw another one I was, I was wandering around the other day. That's, you know, we should grow more of our own. Even you should, on your balcony. I will try. Tomatoes. I went to the uh, the garden festival in uh, on, two, and, on Sunday. Good? Yeah, I saw my friend Andrew there. Morning, Andrew. And uh, he bought a few things. Some interesting varieties of tomato. A couple of strawberry plants. Nice big basil bush. Very nice. I've got to buy some more. It's planting season really is. The Press Review is brought to you by BMW Côte d'Azur. Uh, the Guardian reports the Ukrainian MP has raised alarm about Russian soldiers raping and sexually assaulting women during its invasion and said Ukraine would not be silenced about the crimes. In a television interview, Maria Mentaseva referenced one case in Brovary, an eastern suburb of Kiev, where a woman was raped in front of her child. On Wednesday, the prosecutor general said the attack was being investigated by the authorities and Ukraine had told Russia an arrest warrant had been issued for the servicemen. In this morning's Le Monde, the UN has warned in a report that the conflict raging in Ukraine was causing a global economic slowdown uh, that was hitting developing countries the hardest. And in the New York Times, President Biden's high-stakes speech in Warsaw on Saturday was crafted with the intent of throwing the full weight of the United States behind its European allies, 
while framing the Russian invasion of Ukraine as part of a global battle between democracy and autocracy. And says the paper, although the forceful denunciation of President Vladimir Putin's war resonated with some leaders, it was an unprompted ad lib that captured the attention of foreign policy experts, members of Congress and NATO allies. In his speech, uh, right before the thank yous and goodbyes, Mr Biden added of his Russian counterpart, for God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. Uh, the US State Department later rode back on the comments. The Press Review, brought to you by BMW, Mies Premium Motors, Bayern Avenue Can, BMW Store Monaco and JPV Fréjus. Boost your business with the electrified range by BMW. Find all the BMW business drive offers at your car dealer. Monday morning pop quiz. Certainly is. Well, I'm going to ask you some questions. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, 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 no. <laughs> Who had a hit in? <laughs> Question number one. Simon and Garfunkel were at number one on this day in 1970 in the UK. Bridge over troubled water. Correct. Uh, question number two. Uh, born on this day in 1969, Cheryl James, otherwise known as Salt from which American hip-hop rap trio? Salt and Pepper. Correct. What a man, what a man, what and a man. And they had a 1991 hit single. That wasn't the single I was looking for. Um, let's talk about sex. Correct. And finally, another birthday today, born on this day in 1969, James Atkin, guitar and vocals with British dance music rock band EMF who had which 1990 UK number three and US number one single? You're unbelievable. Correct. That's three in a row. That's um, hat trick. Now, we've got uh, some several different versions of this. I'm, I don't want to play the remix because it's not as good as the original, so I hope this is the right one. Oh! I think it is. Whose real name was Harry Webb? Don't know. Cliff Richards. Hello! Didn't you know that? No! <laughs> Riviera Radio. Business. Good morning. Good morning. D-Mob happy off for a nice sunny holiday in Dubai, are we? Someone's D-Mob happy on the other end of this mic, and it's not me, I have to say. After 30 years, you'll be uh, very happy to uh, put down the headphones and head for sunnier climbs yourself, one would suspect. 31 years, actually. 31 years. Well, that is remarkable. We should uh, <laughs> rejoice in that fact. And we've done the show for, what, 22 years, maybe? Something around that sort of number? Seems a lot longer. It feels a lot longer, I can tell you that. <laughs> well, don't don't you worry. I'll still be rattling your cage. I believe the headmaster is uh, reasonably interested in us doing something, you know, maybe on a weekly basis. You know, slightly more irreverent look at the business news, because, let's face it, I'm the only person you can let your hair down with. Not that you've got much. This is very true, and I look forward to uh, continuing this partnership for many years to come and take us into the podcast universe, which no doubt will be very popular. OK, did you get jiggy with it over the weekend at all? I don't know if I got jiggy with it. I don't know what jiggy with it means, to be honest with you. It was Mother's Day, of course, which is a respectful day in our household. So Mrs Potts had some nice flowers. Uh, the children bought her an iPhone, which seemed a little bit over the top, quite frankly, but... And we don't need another Apple product, it seemed to me, in the house, but that was the way it went. So we were all good. Sun was shining. Beautiful on Saturday. It's turned, it has to be said, over the course of the past day or so, though. Yeah, well, um, they were saying that because it was uh, relatively warm in the UK, everyone was throwing their clothes off and having sex in the garden, but not you, obviously. Uh, no, well, I just had it, just had it, uh, lawn, uh, you know, set out for the, the season, so I can't be, you know, messing around with that, quite frankly. Afternoon tea on the lawn is what you enjoyed, is it? 
Quite right. OK. Right, well, let's uh, move on to the markets. Uh, not so bad on Wall Street. In fact, uh, New York seems to be far more resilient than a lot of the other world's markets. Yeah, equity markets continue to rebound, particularly in the US last week. The sell-off in government bonds deepened as the investors reacted to the intensification of the hawkish tone being sung by the Federal Reserve at a speech to the National Association for Business Economics Fed Chair Jerome Powell doubled down on the need to tighten policy quickly. He went on to say if the committee concluded it was appropriate to move more aggressively by raising rates by more than 25 basis points at a meeting or meetings, they will do so. Fed stated it was willing to raise rates above the neutral rate if necessary. Comment squarely put a 50 basis point hike on the table for the May meeting last week. Traders increased the probability of a half point increase to around 64%. That was up from just over 50% the previous week. Although on balance, we still have a quarter penciled in, but it could indeed be a very close call. But we know markets been reacting to that. The route that we've seen in bond markets is extended. Treasuries look set to register their worst quarterly performance since the early 1970s. The yield on the 10-year Treasury note rose above 2.5% on Friday. That was for the first time since May 2019. The yield on the two-year saw its biggest weekly gain since 2009. The rebound in equity markets has been fueled by a range of factors, including hopes of peace talks, cheaper valuations, robust earnings expectations. Equity also seems a hedge against inflation. You can argue that stocks have been a beneficiary of the money flowing out of bonds. Over on Wall Street, uh, registered strong gains. S&P 500 up 1.8% over the week. Financials very much leading the way. Stock 600 in Europe was flat during the course of last week. European equity market futures have eased back over the course of half hour, half hour or so. But we're looking at European shares. A little bit lacklustre at the open. We're currently calling the FTSE up one point. DAX over in Frankfurt down two points. Uh, Shanghai's got into a lockdown, Henk, and that hasn't happened since you were uh, stopped at the airport carrying suspicious package out, has it? Well, I tell you what, I did, can tell you a story. I was doing a work trip to China and they gave me a huge bundle of green tea, which was a speciality to uh, bring home with me. But unfortunately, I didn't want to uh, take that through customs, it has to be said. So uh, <laughs> your story is not that far away from the truth. Anyway, markets reacting to what's happening in China. CSI, the stock market, they're down only 8 tenths of 1%. Crude is down 3.5%. China, of course, the world's largest importer of energy although still trading $116 a barrel. Chinese authorities will lock down Shanghai, as we know, in two phases, conduct a mass testing exercise for COVID-19. 25 million people will be locked down um, in an area that includes the financial district and industrial parks as well. Residents will be barred from leaving their homes. Public transport will be suspended. Tesla said they will stop production of its cars, sweeping restrictions come into place after 6,000 locally acquired cases were reported nationwide over the course of the weekend. I mean, it's a great debate, isn't it, as to whether these measures are indeed necessary. They certainly run contrary to what we're seeing elsewhere in the world. I think about the UK, where there's no restrictions in place now, even though case levels are very high indeed. So it's a, certainly a different approach to what's been taking place but could have a significant impact in terms of their economy. Yeah, the French government's mustering about uh, reintroducing mask wearing uh, if the cases carry on rising, so it's certainly not out of the woods yet. Uh, foreign exchanges, please. Pound against dollar coming in at 131 this morning. Euro dollar coming in at 109.5. 
Going to get one euro, 20 cents for your British pound this morning. So you're here tomorrow and then you're bunking off to Dubai, is that right? Here tomorrow, then taking a short family holiday. But given Friday's your last day, I'll do my very best to <laughs> dial in from the uh, beaches of Jumeirah. That's very, very kind of you. OK, speak to you tomorrow. Have a nice day. Hank uh, Potts and Barclays. For local news, brought to you by the Caisse d'Epargne Monaco Business Centre, a banking branch of the Caisse d'Epargne Côte d'Azur, assisting companies and real estate professionals at 27 Boulevard des Moulins in Monaco. Find out more at CECAS. That's C-E-C-A-Z hyphen monaco.com. On FM and DAB Plus across the Côte d'Azur, on your phone and worldwide online. This is Riviera Radio with the latest local news for the south of France. Sarah Lyce sends the top stories across the Riviera. French President Emmanuel Macron has warned against an escalation of words and actions in Ukraine after the remarks of the American President Joe Biden, who called the Russian President Vladimir Putin a butcher. As speaking to French media on Sunday, Macron emphasised the need to stop the war without going to war and the importance to not escalate the situation with words or actions. The French head of state is due to speak with the Russian president today or tomorrow concerning the evacuation of residents in the city of Maripol, which has been under siege and bombardment for weeks. In local news this morning, police have opened an investigation after a retired couple were found dead at their home in Pegamos on Sunday afternoon. Emergency services discovered the bodies of two elderly people at their home on Avenue de Grasse. The two people have been seriously injured in a quad bike accident in Draguignan. The accident occurred shortly after 4.30pm on Sunday afternoon when the two men in their 40s riding a quad fell about 20 metres below a main road. A police have opened an investigation to determine the cause. And one person has been slightly injured in an apartment fire in the air in the VAR. The fire broke out on Sunday afternoon, completely destroying the ground floor apartment located in the old town of the city. The cause of the fire is not yet known. Schools in the region have recommended pupils and staff to wear a mask following a rise in the number of COVID cases. Despite an easing of restrictions, the epidemic is still greatly affecting school life, with more and more students as well as teachers testing positive and classes being forced to close due to the lack of replacements. In Monaco at the weekend, 40 new COVID cases were identified, bringing the total number of people affected to 10,530. 18 people are currently hospitalised and 251 are being followed by the Home Monitoring Centre. Concerning the presidential elections in France, far-right candidate for the presidential elections, Eric Zemmour, has held his last major meeting ahead of the first round at the Place de Trocadero on Sunday. Uh, during his speech in Paris, Zemmour strongly criticised Emmanuel Macron's record during his presidential term. Uh, when discussing insecurity, and uh, the public then chanted for about 10 seconds the phrase Macron assassin, a chant which has been condemned by the far-right candidates. Finally, due, due to poor air quality in the Ile-de-France region, motorists will be subject to speed restrictions on the A86 motorway. The warning issued at the weekend remains in place today, with only vehicles classed 1 and 2 with the Critère sticker allowed to circulate. Traffic and Travel, brought to you by Aston Martin Cab, your new exclusive dealer on the French Riviera. Pretty slow at 58 Rockabrun on the westbound side of the motorway. Uh, apart from that, just the Monaco Tunnel looking quite slow and uh, eastbound a bit slow in the central Nice area. Uh, Moy Corniche extremely busy this morning. The Basque Corniche is now slow from Marla onwards. 
Uh, Voirapudin Nice, eastbound and westbound near the tunnels, slow. Penetrox, a bit of a jam forming there, coming down towards the motorway. Trains fine, everything okay at Nice Coast Airports. Traffic and travel, brought to you by Aston Martin Cannes, a Chopin Automobile Group dealership, 235 Route du in Mougins. Find out more at astonmartincan.com. Riviera Radio, Sports News. Formula One, Max Verstappen won the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix ahead of Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz in the Ferraris as Lewis Hamilton could only manage 10th in an underperforming Mercedes. Verstappen made a late pass on Leclerc to grab the lead and take the race after an intriguing duel. Leclerc had looked to have it wrapped up after a safety car gave him the advantage, but Verstappen hunted him down to stamp his world champion status on proceedings. The event was mired in controversy as the high-speed track, which has been labelled as a dangerous by some of the drivers, resulted in crashes in both qualifying and the race itself and with safety concerns further raised following a missile strike on an oil depot near the track on Friday. There are also major concerns among the drivers about Saudi Arabia's appalling human rights record and Lewis Hamilton saying he was glad the event was over and that he couldn't wait to leave. Charles Leclerc heads the Drivers' Championship with 45 points, with Carlos Sainz second on 33 points, and Max Verstappen third with 25 points. The next race is the Australian Grand Prix in Melbourne on the 10th of April. I think it's going to be a great season. It certainly is. Hopefully Mercedes will sort out their aerodynamic problems before too long as well. Uh, cricket, Joe Root insists he still wants to lead England forward despite his side's embarrassing 10-wicket defeat at the hands of West Indies in the third and final test in Grenada. England lost the series 1-0 after slumping to 120 all-outs in their second innings, leaving West Indies just 28 to win the match. England have now lost four consecutive test series and haven't won in nine matches. Football Canada have qualified for their first World Cup finals in 36 years after beating Jamaica 4-0 in Toronto on Sunday. The victory means that Canada are assured of finishing one of the top three places in the final stage of the CONCACAF qualifying and will play in the finals in CASA. The last time they qualified for the finals is 1986 in Mexico, where they finished bottom of their group without scoring a goal. Here's more football from BBC Sports. BBC Premier League update from the home of Premier League football. Hello, I'm Paul Serres at the BBC Sports Centre. The Newcastle United striker Chris Wood says manager Eddie Howe deserves a lot of credit for the way he has turned around the club's fortunes. Newcastle didn't win any of their first 14 Premier League games but are now currently nine points above the relegation zone and in a strong position to preserve their top flight status. Wood signed a two-and-a-half-year deal with the club in January when he joined from fellow strugglers Burnley. He says their current league position is testament to a lot of hard work by the players and the manager. Look, it's gone very well. Um, obviously, since I arrived and a few of the other players arrived, we've, we've had some great success on the pitch. But that is down to, as you say, the, the staff there, um, changing around trainings, practices, dressing room environment. Everything's been been switched around and, and worked in a, in a sense of how it's supposed to be and how we want it to be going forward in the future. Um, he's a great manager. He's very tactical, very smart, um, loves football. And uh, that's why we're getting the best out of our games. The Crystal Palace defender Mark Gahey says he was pleased with how well he settled into international football. 
Okay, he was given his England debut in Saturday's 2-1 win over Switzerland at Wembley Stadium, playing the full game. It helps that you're playing Premier League football week in, week out. I think that's 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 a factor. If you're if you're constantly playing games at a high level, I think it it eases that transition a little bit playing at this level. But like I said, it's still a high, really high level, and you still need to adapt to that level. Um, but the team have made it really easy for me in training, and, and the clear messages that we get from from the staff has been fantastic. And you know, um, the, the senior players and everyone around us has, has really they they've really helped us to. To, to feel comfortable and be ourselves when we're playing. And for more football news from the BBC, go to bbc.com forward slash football. BBC Premier League update from the home of Premier League football. Rugby Union, there was one game in the Gallagher English Premiership on Sunday. Leicester were 22-17 winners at Exeter. And in golf, Scotty Scheffler has beaten Kevin Kisner to win the WGC match play and take the world number one spot in the process. Scheffler replaces John Ram at the top of the rankings. He was too strong for his fellow American opponent Kisner and won 4-3 at the Austin Country Club in Texas. He's now among the favourites to win the Masters in Augusta, which starts on the 7th of April. Here's the marine weather forecast for coastal areas up to 20 miles offshore, the Almaracim and Navarre. The general situation is an anti-cyclone, 1,033 millibars over the British Isles. Winds are variable, force 1 to 3, the sea is calm, visibility is good. Barometric pressure at Saint-Jean-Cap-Ferrand, 1,024 millibars. And the Alec for Tuesday, hazy, force 1 to 3, variable winds, calm seas and good visibility. For North Corsica, winds are easterly, force 2 to 4, the sea is slight, Visibility is good, barometric pressure at Cap Course, 1,025 millibars, and the outlook for Tuesday, hazy, force 2 to 4 variable winds, slight seas and good visibility. The weather forecast is brought to you by Camper and Nicholson's Yacht Management Division. Better get the uh, sun cream out because it's hot now and the sun is burning, as I found out yesterday, if you stay out for it long enough. Uh, clear skies, light variable winds, temperatures 21 degrees today. Overnight lows 9 to 12 degrees on the coast, 6 to 9 degrees with partially cloudy skies. Tuesday and Wednesday, partially cloudy tomorrow with a high of 18 and some rain on Wednesday with a high of 15 degrees. The weather forecast brought to you by Camper and Nicholson's Yacht Management Division. Our qualified team of yacht management experts offer bespoke advice and services to owners and captains alike. Visit camperandnicholsons.com. Yeah, people were in beach attire yesterday on the beach, funny enough. Yeah. Bikinis and swimming <laughs> costumes and even one or two people were swimming. Well, it takes all sorts, doesn't it? You didn't have a dip then, you Absolutely didn't fancy not. it. <laughs> it's far too cold at the moment, <laughs> finally. Eccentric tech genius and multi-billionaire Elon Musk says humans could take a step towards immortality thanks to a humanoid robot which will one day allow people to download memories as well as personalities. And the Tesla bot, uh, first unveiled by Musk's company in August 2021, could be in production as soon as next year, he claims. Optimus, described by Musk as the most important development, will start out in life as a worker droid, but its possibilities mean that one day uh, the brain functions may be able to be downloaded into it. Uh, once the technology is available, he said that Optimus is a general-purpose sort of worker droid and the initial role must be that to do work that's repetitive and boring or dangerous and work that basically people don't want to do and then could go on uh, to be able to download memories as well as personalities. We're messing with things we can't possibly understand. Who said that? What film was it in? Oh, I can't remember. Indiana Jones and uh, there's Raiders of the Lost Ark when 
the Nazis were about to open the Ark oh, of the Covenant. Oh, yes, yes, well remembered. You're messing with powers you cannot possibly understand. So you could just download a young version of me and I could, like, there take over go. from me. There you go, see? <laughs> yeah. Might come in handy. You'll never get rid of me. 